0: And welcome to Wednesday here on Starting Right. It is really good to have you with us. Uh, And today I want to talk to a very specific group and uh, a group that at times I have been a part of. Uh, Hopefully I'm not a part of it as much as I used to, but this is the group that likes to make sure that everything is controlled and works out exactly the way that they want. These individuals like to be in control of what's going on. Now, I'm not talking necessarily about natural-born leaders who lead naturally and are sort of in control. I'm talking about those times when some of us get to the place where we are really obsessive about wanting to control people and things around us. It is a bad place to be. Now, some people might think that this is a rather new condition that's part of this modern age in which we live as a result of all the pressures and situations that we face. However, that's just not true. There were control freaks in the Bible as well. In fact, let me introduce you to one that you probably know fairly well. His name was Paul. And before he was Paul, he was Saul. And Paul, by all indications, had to change from being a control freak into letting God be the one who was in control. Take a look at his history. As Saul, he persecuted the Christians. He went from place to place trying to destroy them. He was in charge, and he justified his actions by saying, I'm doing this for the cause of God, even though he knew deep down inside that many of the things he was doing were not things that God would approve. But he wanted to make sure it got done and got done the way that he wanted. Even after he became a Christian, he had to learn how to handle this. In 2 Corinthians chapter 12, Paul is calling out to God to remove the thorn in the flesh in his body. He didn't ask God once. He didn't ask God twice. He asked God three times to get rid of this thorn in the flesh. And finally, in verse 8, he said, Three times I pleaded with the Lord to take it away from me, but he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. To which Paul responded, Therefore I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses, so that Christ's power may rest on me. Did you catch that subtle but important change? Paul learned that it was not his strength that was important. It was what he did with his weaknesses. When he submitted his weaknesses to God, God came in with God's strength which was a whole lot better than his own strength. And God was able to use Paul now in new and powerful ways. But he could never have had that if he kept relying upon his own strength and his own stubbornness to do what he thought was right. There are times when each of us need to get to the place where we can let go of the control and we can relax in our weaknesses. No matter how many times we've tried to take control of a situation or of people, we need to let go and trust God. This morning, I want to read you a poem by a very wise but unknown author. It's called Letting Go. To let go doesn't mean to stop caring. It means I can't do it for someone else. To let go is not to cut myself off. It's the realization that I don't control another. To let go is not to enable, but to allow learning from natural consequences. To let go is to admit powerlessness, which means the outcome is not in my hands. To let go is not to try to change or blame another. I can only change myself. To let go is not to care for, but to care about. To let go is not to fix, but to be supportive. To let go is not to judge, but to allow another to be a human being. To let go is not to be in the middle arranging all of the outcomes, but to allow others to affect their own outcomes. To let go is not to be protective, it is to permit another to face reality. To let go is not to deny, but to accept. To let go is not to nag, scold, or argue, but to search out my own shortcomings and to correct them. To let go is not to adjust everything to my desires, but to take each day as it comes and to cherish the moment. To let go is not to criticize and regulate anyone, but to try to become what I dream I can be. To let go is not to regret the past, but to grow and live for the future. To let go is to fear less and to love more. We should not be trying to be perfect because, quite frankly, we'll never attain it. But if we are willing to admit our weaknesses and to submit our weaknesses to God, His strength will come into our weaknesses and we will become stronger in those areas where we have been weak we all have things in our lives that we just need to let go and let God move in with his strength. Be encouraged, my friends. God is with you. He loves you. And he's going to work through us when we let him. Have a great day. and We'll talk again tomorrow. Thank you for listening today. And I invite you to join me Monday to Friday right here on Starting Right with Danny Mac.